What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, we have a guest who has an amazing story. He went to medical school, became a doctor, and then went on, this is going to shock you, but went on to start a PR agency that's grown to over 40 employees. He's got over 300,000 followers on social media. And we talked about how to use PR and social media to get clients to come to you. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jay Feldman. Welcome to the show, Jay. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Dan. Excited to give some value, and yeah, let's let's get into this thing. Yeah, I'm excited. I know you've you've got an amazing story. Uh, it's amazing that you're even doing what you're doing. So I'm sure we'll get into that. But then just the whole idea of of using PR, public relations, to get people to to come to you. Attraction based marketing. Right, you're not out there with the heavy commission sales breath, getting people to, to come to you, or, or getting getting you know going out and finding the people. You, you're getting, you're you're teaching people how to how to get the clients to come to them, right? Correct, and right, you can go out there and fight for leads, go door to door, send cold emails, make cold phone calls. Uh, you know, as business owners, we've been there, we've done that. Uh, but the goal, and I think this should be the goal for anyone who's in business. And especially with a business that depends on their brand, depends on personalized service, and that customer wanting wanting to work with you as a human should start to think about what is my long-term strategy so that I don't have to do that anymore. And that's essentially what we focus on. PR is a long-term strategy to, one, build your personal brand, raise brand awareness, awareness around your name and who you are and create a, a long-term funnel of organic hot traffic that's coming to you and essentially ready to pay whatever you charge. Yeah, and, and that other stuff you mentioned, it, it works, you know, knocking on doors and cold calling and, and you can certainly build a business that way. Maybe in the beginning you have to, right? But, but I think long-term, even if you are really good at that other stuff, like you, you want to get good at this too. So before we dive into those lessons, Jay, tell, tell people about your background. I think it's, it's a pretty crazy story, actually. Thanks. How you ended it, up doing this. It is a crazy story. And it's kind of led to the birth of this crazy agency that we've built. But actually, I graduated medical school about four years ago now. Uh, and at that time, I had you know, start and started and sold my first digital marketing agency. So I had pretty deep experience there in New York City pretty much took my fourth year of medical school off uh, just to run that business, you know, up to high seven figures before exiting out of that. And then started my training uh, down here in Florida. And at that time, uh, because of everything that I've built, uh, I actually ran into some issues um, with cancel culture in the media uh, and had no experience with PR, crisis management, reputation management prior to this. And it actually ended up in, you know, driving me to leave training early. Uh, and leaving it early to go into this rabbit hole of what is the media, what is PR, what is personal branding, and how can I control these things and start to master these things because they had become so important in my life. Uh, and that's exactly what I did. And pretty much throughout COVID from begin end of 2019 up until now, 
has been a journey of, of mastering the media, essentially. Uh, and that takes many forms. That's personal branding. That's crisis. That's media relations. Uh, so, you know, after all that happened, uh, beginning of 2020, we started Otter PR. Uh, just me and my, my partner in my little apartment locked down for two years, uh, working 12-hour days, seven days a week, hiring publicists that have much more experience than we do, hiring journalists, uh, talking to as many people as possible. And we've been able to grow this amazing, you know, we're in two locations. We're a team of 34 publicists, writers, marketers, uh, and we work with personal brands. We work with amazing companies, CEOs. Uh, people who are innovating, and it's just been an, a, an, a, an unimaginable journey. And I'm just so grateful and happy to be able to be here and share uh, and help other people grow and benefit from all of these things that I've learned. At, at a high level, what what do you think real estate agents specifically need to do with PR that most probably don't even know? Sure. And this is where, you know, a lot of questions come in. Like, do I even need PR? Is PR even relevant to what I'm doing? How is this going to make me any money? Uh, and to be frank, it's not for everyone. If you have an e-commerce company and you're not the face of this and it, you're selling tissue paper or hair combs, no one's going to be interested in what you're doing. You're, you have an un uninteresting product or an uninteresting service. However, if you are running a business that is based on people wanting to work with you. Uh, that's service businesses like marketing agencies, that's podcasts, that's realtors, that's doctors, that's lawyers. Personal branding is so important because when you're prospecting those clients, those clients are looking you up, they're going on your social media, they're Googling you, what are they gonna see? And also how are they finding you? Uh, even if you do that, that initial prospect, you're doing that cold call, the first thing they're gonna do is look you up. So what does it say online? What does it say on social media? What does your personal brand look like? So realtors, even more than most, this is super applicable to. Realtors wanna work with high, high net worth sellers and buyers uh, to get those bigger commissions. Why, why do you think they're gonna choose you over the next guy or the next girl? Uh, this is exactly the, the difference maker. And it, it's especially relevant to real estate uh, and I hope any realtors listening are taking this very seriously because we've worked with a lot of realtors and seen the results. We've seen it happen. We've seen them going from $200,000 closes to $2 million closes because of personal branding and because of the effects of PR. What, um, what, what's usually the first step for realtors? You, know, you said you've worked with, with a lot of them. When, when you sit down and you get ready to go, what's, what's the first thing you usually have to do with a real estate agent or, or get them to do? Or start thinking about thing, even. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And the first thing with every client is kind of do an assessment of who they are, what they're doing, what what is, what about it is unique. Uh, everyone's got a story. Uh, I'm sure there's realtors that have left careers to be a realtor. Maybe they're a first generation college grad. Uh, maybe they've got a really strong story, or they're just selling really interesting places, or they're catering to an interesting market. Uh, so we need to find something. And if we can't find something, we'll help them manufacture something. Uh, but more than anything, it's doing a deep dive into that person. Figure out what their story is. Uh, and I guarantee there's going to be something unique about that realtor. Uh, whether they think so or not, we're able to pick that out. Uh, once we do, uh, we do, we go into strategy and planning phase uh, where we're putting together kind of the, 
the outline of that campaign. What is this pitch going to look like? What kind of viral story are we looking to get out there? How are we going to manipulate the personal brand to go along with the stories that we're pitching? You know, do we need to get some feature articles to fill up Google? Uh, do they need more followers? Do they want verification? Uh, and also then there's manufacturing of the story, uh, trying to find something that's interesting, whether that be, you know, the realtor donating to a charity or partnering with a charity or helping out a low income family uh, for, for a no fee service, some, something along those lines. There's always something that we can do. And using that story, we're able to create viral media coverage that one, fills up Google, makes them look awesome, and two, drives traffic and interest. What what What's the biggest struggle they have when, when starting out real estate agents? Is it, you know, they don't, they're kind of afraid to put themselves out there or don't, they're, they're, maybe they're not comfortable being themselves. They think they've got to be someone else or something else to get clients like like what what's what's the biggest block they have when starting out yeah i'll give you a few i would say the biggest issue that we run into with real estate agents is typically they're part of a larger group and they don't want to invest in their own brand because they're monitored controlled maybe even uh that that bigger group won't let them do it uh, in other cases, they don't want to invest in their own PR if they're, it's just going to go to in, investing into the bigger group. So realtors that are either on their own or own their own real estate uh, kind of firms, uh, those are the ones that typically do best with us. Some other uh, contentions, like you mentioned, a lot of people aren't ready to put themselves out there. They don't want a cheerleader just yet. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's fairly common and super understanding. It is a leap and it is a scary thing to start putting yourself out there and I'll tell you, the response is much less scary than the, than the thought and the fear of it. Um, but in this space, the realtors tend to be a little bit less outspoken as opposed to, you know, your, your stereotypical CEO who loves doing interviews and getting featured. Uh, real estate agents tend to be a little bit more soft-spoken and, and introverted. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you have a client that needs to buy or sell a home in the DMV area? Then why not trust the highest selling team in the DMV, the Kerry Scholl team? We've helped thousands of buyers and sellers and would love to help your clients. And we guarantee we will save them time, money, and stress throughout the process. And they will be so grateful that you referred them to us. Go to carryshoal.com to learn more. Again, that's carryshoal.com to learn more about sending us your clients that need to buy or sell a home in the DMV area. That's carryshoal.com. Interesting. So I, I would think people would think the opposite that real estate agents are all, you know, all these, these extroverts and they like meeting people and, but, but you think they are more on the introvert side, you know, maybe introverts, not the right word. Uh, maybe that's okay. If, if that social. is, I'm, I'm an introvert, but yeah. And I, I feel like I'm like an introverted extrovert. I've definitely got pieces of both and I'm sure uh, you and a lot of your listeners do as well. But it's more of a, a willingness and a confidence to put yourself out there, to post about your media coverage, to start building a personal brand and, and becoming relevant. It's a scary thing for a lot of people. Uh, and realtors specifically seem to have you know, that hesitation and that's super understandable. They're not alone. There's a lot of areas that, that have that same hesitation. Doctors, for example, very hesitant, but the ones that take advantage of PR do absolutely amazing because everybody, every journalist, every reporter that's writing about health wants to talk to these doctors. So it's super easy to do.
what um what's 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 the next step once a an, an agent figures out all right i need to do this this is who i am this is my story this is what i want to tell the world how do they do it is it is it through social media interviews like how, how do they how do they get themselves out there how do they, how do they do this so we work in several different media channels as we need to as like a young and fresh PR company. Uh, the primary focus is going to be online. So we have a lot of strong relationships with digital publications, with podcast hosts, journalists, reporters, contributors. I contribute at several very strong publications, including entrepreneur.com. Uh, so once we have that story, our job is to get it out, get it printed, get it published. Uh, we use a lot of those relationships to make it happen. Uh, we offer that client as a source, as a resource for our partners who are requesting experts, whether they be an expert in selling a home, how to sell your first home, how to buy a home, how to navigate the real estate market. Every realtor is an expert in something. Uh, so we figure out what that is, offer them as a resource, and then also tell their story via our partnerships, our uh, contributors, our journalists, our reporters that we work with. And what, what, what results and, and how long does it usually take? Because I know a lot of times, probably all salespeople, but especially real estate agents, they're like, all right, I, I did this ad, I, did, I made this post, I, I signed up for this lead source, right? I haven't got a closing this week yet, right? <laughs> I think it's gonna happen overnight, but what, what's, what's the timeline that you're, you're typically looking? And, and, and is it even kind of measurable, right? Because it's, this is, this is uh, maybe something that you can't even quantify. Great questions. And that's something we deal with every day on kind of the sales end. Uh, so in terms of timeline, like we mentioned earlier, the door-to-door, -door, the emails, the cold calling, that's what you have to do for short-term sales, short-term prospecting, short-term clients. Whereas PR, it's a little bit harder to say when things are going to take off. We've had clients come on board, uh, an art client, for example, and a, a that we recently brought on from LA, had a, had a studio out there, came on board with us within two weeks. We had a feature article about her in the LA Times. Totally organic, sold out her entire studio in less than a week. That was wow. an outlier, definitely not the normal, but things can happen very quickly if there's a strong enough story. Now, realistically, uh, this is a long-term play. Uh, PR remains on the internet. These articles remain there. The podcasts remain there. People will continue to read them hear them, look them up. So the longer that they're there, the more that they accumulate, then you'll start seeing leads coming in in an organic, ongoing fashion. Uh, same thing with podcast. But sometimes this doesn't happen for three months, six months before you're really starting to see it pay for itself. Uh, but then the goal is it pays for itself forever. You can stop. Granted, you shouldn't stop because once you start to see it uh, really matriculate into money, uh, then you want to keep going. Put the, pe put the pedal on, on the gas. But this is a long-term investment into not having to do that hand-to-hand -hand prospecting anymore and also increasing the value of your brand as a realtor. So you're right, so much of it isn't measurable. Uh, how do we know if that you know, $2 million house closed because they Googled you and liked what they saw versus you know, not doing PR and that $2 million house Googled you, didn't like what they see and went on to the next one. So there's so many X, X factors and Y factors that people don't consider. Uh, and that makes it a little bit more difficult to measure, measure. We can measure traffic. We can measure shares. We can measure estimated ad value by the press that you're getting. 
but there are so many X factors and that are almost more important than how much traffic you're getting from these opportunities. What about social media? So I think, I think having the articles and interviews up on, you know, showing up on Google for years is, is great because people look you up, right? They, they either Google you or they look on social media. Which social media platforms are, are you heaviest on or, or pushing people to be on uh, right now? Sure. Uh, and I'll, I'll go through a couple of the ones that, that I recommend. And this will depend a lot on your space, right? So realtors are a little bit different than social media marketers, a little bit different than doctors. Instagram, nowadays, I consider just a glorified business card. Everyone should have one. It should look clean and professional. You should have a, a solid amount of followers on there, at least 10,000. Very easy to get there nowadays with, with common techniques and strategies. Uh, but I wouldn't use Instagram for growth. I wouldn't be putting all your effort into creating content to gain followers on Instagram. That's The algorithm's not built that way anymore. Heavy growth does not happen on Instagram. I would optimize it only as a business card. Uh, granted, that's, that's one man's opinion. TikTok, if you want rapid growth, Put, push out content on TikTok. It, the tick, the, they're actually very easy to make. Uh, you don't even have to talk in a lot of these videos. And the algorithm is optimized for growth, for discovery. People are going to discover you. They're going to follow you. And those followers stick a lot better than Instagram. Uh, so, And it also kind of is a, lead, a great lead magnet. So if you want to drive people from your TikTok to your Instagram, they make it very easy to do that. YouTube's a little bit more challenging, uh, but it's the most evergreen. So for example, if you're a realtor and you're doing educational content around real estate, that content that you created 10 years ago might be driving traffic for the next 20 years. And it is the only social media platform that I can say that about. Uh, again, the content is a little bit more difficult to create, uh, a little bit longer form, uh, a little bit more putting yourself out there and scary. Uh, but again, it's got that added benefit. So I highly recommend YouTube for anybody who's got the, the, the know-how and the, the drive to do it. LinkedIn's great for networking, uh, for realtors, I'm sure it's, it's excellent. Uh, I don't spend too much time there. I do use a tool that automates my LinkedIn so I can meet a lot of new contributors and journalists and I invite them onto my podcast. That's what I use it for. Uh, I post a lot, I repost a lot of my entrepreneur articles on my LinkedIn and my LinkedIn is optimized as a, as a business card as well. Uh, but again, I don't, I'm not on there trying to, to gain followers and, and drive traffic. I'm there to network. Uh, so each social platform's got its own little perks, its own benefits. Uh, and if you're doing all of it at 100%, you're going to burn out and you're just not going to, mm. to do very well. So it's important to find one and focus on one or two uh, that you really want to hone in on. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV. The Carrie Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to CarrieSchollCareers.com. Again, that's CarrieSchollCareers.com. I, I like the comparison or the talk about YouTube and, and TikTok, I think that's kind of worth digging into because TikTok is, is great for growth. I experienced 
pretty rapid growth on there uh, this year. And um, I, I think it's interesting the comparison of that versus YouTube. YouTube, I, I, I sort of look like as a video version of a blog. It's, it's up there for a really, really long time. And I know there's like horizontal versus vertical, but it's kind of interesting to see all of the social media platforms kind of try to mimic each other or take parts of it. Like YouTube, YouTube did the shorts, right? Now, so now you can do the vertical short videos on YouTube, which is kind of like TikTok. But now in the last year, TikTok's introduced playlists. So you can kind of organize things into playlists. So maybe that'll help long-term, you know, longevity of your TikToks. Uh, Cause it's just easier to go through a playlist than scroll up to video from a hundred days ago. And, and the other thing that TikTok's doing, I think that maybe is kind of an encroachment on YouTube is they are, they've, they've gone from 15 seconds to a minute to three minutes. And now I think some people are getting five minute video links or they're toying with that. So, um, you know, do, do you think there's a scenario where, where, where TikTok kind of replaces YouTube or, or overtakes it for the longevity factor? <laughs> Uh, man, the future of social media is a very interesting conversation. Uh, I do see Instagram uh, fairly quickly becoming, I don't want to say obsolete, but people are spending much yeah. less time there. More like Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more like Facebook. But they're there mostly to talk to their friends. Uh, Instagram DMs are still a very active place to, mm, to meet yeah. new people and talk to new people. Uh, and then also just to screen people. Uh, go see what they're about and go see their re recent photos. Uh, but people aren't there to discover new people or, or, or really influencers anymore. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I think Instagram Reels has actually done a pretty good job competing with TikTok, and it's done so well. Uh, and the reason TikTok does so well is because they make it so easy for creators to create. Their front end, where, vi where you can make a video, uh, apply a background, apply text, just do everything so easy to make a make a good video. That's why TikTok is going to win or, or why they're winning. I do think Instagram can take that from them, just like they took stories from Snapchat. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, TikTok, everyone's on TikTok. TikTok is an, an incredible application with an incredible algorithm. I don't know if you've ever sat there in the in your feed and just scrolled through, but they do such a good job of showing you incredible content that keeps you hooked. Instagram mm. does not have that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I don't think YouTube's uh, going anywhere. I think YouTube's here to stay. It is a video knowledge base, just like Google. People use it to learn things, uh, to search for information. TikTok, they do that a little bit, but they're never gonna get the style and quantity of information that they will on YouTube. So I don't think YouTube's going anywhere. I think the battle's gonna be between Instagram and TikTok, trying not to lose all that market share to TikTok. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I can see, I can I can see that battle get, get getting getting pretty big and um, you know you'll you'll have your horizontal place yeah. to watch videos on YouTube and your, your vertical place to to watch them on on TikTok and yeah the, the the experience of creating them is definitely a lot easier on TikTok I, I will say that and then as, as well as consuming them like that um, it's I I don't go through reels on face on instagram like I, like i do on tiktok so i think 
I think that's important for real estate agents. I, I've seen more getting on there, but still not as many as I, I think should. Uh, I think if you're a real estate agent, you should be making two to three videos a day uh, minimum on, on TikTok and, and learning it. Yeah, no, I agree. If you want to use social as a, as a lead funnel for traffic, learn TikTok, start putting out some videos, start consuming some videos from some other popular real estate agents. That's always the first piece of advice I get for people who are, are coming on for the first time. Like, what do I do? I'm a real estate agent. What kind of content can I create? You're not the first one. Go follow some real estate agents who are already creating great content and take, not steal their ideas, but model their ideas, model their videos, their styles, their topics, and make it your own. Uh, but there's a lot of creators out there that you can not imitate necessarily, but take some of their styles and, and then fuse it into whatever you're going to be. Uh, but start consuming before you start creating. All right. Well, Jay, this has been amazing. I always like to end with my hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers. It's been a long day, but hit me. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? A uh, new real estate agent, I, I would say before even considering PR is get your nose to the grind and hustle. Uh, meet as many people, utilize your immediate network as fast as you can. Make make phone calls, send DMs. Uh, your, your success up front is going to depend on how hard you grind. What's the biggest mistake you see people make when it comes to PR? Biggest mistake in PR, this is going to be... Uh, people who don't have PR, uh, but mm. entrepreneurs, CEOs, companies who do, uh, who have say something stupid or their CEO does something stupid and they respond incorrectly. Uh, we call this crisis management. So not seeking active crisis planning is the biggest mistake in PR. And then people who get stuck in an active crisis, the biggest mistake is responding without counsel. Uh, if anything happens, you got to find a PR agency to represent you and guide you along this path. That's something that we do as well. What's the biggest pe challenge people have when it comes to PR and social media? Is it uh, having the right mindset or is it knowing the, the techniques and, and strategies? It's all mindset and it's all confidence. Uh, if you want to learn the techniques and strategies, they're out there. There's a zillion YouTube videos and a half about how to do things. It's all about one, working up the courage to actually do it. And then two, actually putting a plan together and executing on it. Uh, all that information, the insider hacks is out there. So it's all mindset. What's the biggest business challenge you've ever had? How'd you overcome it? Uh, biggest business challenge that we've ever had has been uh, scaling during COVID, um, hiring bad talent. We had to, we brought on like 10 people just really fast because we needed to. Ended up being a dumpster fire, had to get rid of all of them, uh, ended up losing uh, like $100,000 a month worth of clients. And to fix it, uh, we implemented a very intricate hiring system. We use a software called Breezy. Uh, if anyone's in the <laughs> HR space or hiring, I highly recommend it. It changed our business. We've gotten extraordinary talent since then, uh, but really it was the value of HR and good talent. Uh, it's something that we overlooked, but we fixed. Last one, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 10 years from now, uh, hoping to have opened a chain of successful clinics with my friends, uh, practicing alongside some of my fellow doctors, uh, creating content on YouTube in the healthcare space, online health courses, uh, nutrition, alternative medicine, natural medicine, that's my obsession. Uh, and then Otter sh uh, will be a media empire by then. Uh, we already have some interest for being acquired and bringing on a new CEO. 
but I'm here for all of it. Uh, I love what we're doing here. Uh, so a lot of fun plans. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck on that. Before we wrap up here and sign off, if people want to learn more about what you do or just connect with you, what are the best ways to do that? Uh, so to connect with me personally, uh, head to my Instagram. That's where I'm most responsive. It's at Dr. J Feldman. Uh, all spelled out. If you want to connect with Otter PR or are interested in scheduling a consult with us, uh, you can DM me, DM me on Instagram. I'll send you my personal link for a call. Uh, or you can head to our website, otterlikeTheAnimalPR.com uh, and schedule a free consult with us. We'd love to talk to you. It's totally free uh, and see what we can do for you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jay Feldman. This has been amazing. Thank you to all those listeners and viewers out there. We appreciate you being on the show today and please make sure you contact Jay if you are interested in learning more and share this episode with other people that you think would get great value out of it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time.